What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson, and this sound means we are doing a very special episode in the green room of our show this evening. So this is a special episode of Meet Members Only featuring Members Only. So uh, if you would like to go around the table and introduce yourself while I pour out some champagne, uh, that would be wonderful. Hey, I am Ben Ivey, and I'm the production manager for Members Only. Um, I've been working with the band for what, like four years? Yeah, something like that. Cool. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm the bass player for Members Only, and I've known Adam for quite a long time. I knew him for much longer than... We've been playing together, so. Yes. Hi, I'm Nathan. I am the uh, percussion manager of Members Only. <laughs> I've, uh, I've been with the band for a little over three years now. Uh, got hooked up through Ben, um, who got me an audition, and uh, been doing it ever since. And I'm Amber, or Amber Lee, and I am a co-lead vocalist, as Adam likes to put it, uh, for members only, and um, traditionally the band mom. Yeah, so we are currently sitting in a, uh, a conference room at the, uh, well, I won't say what hotel we're in, but it's in downtown Atlanta, and we're working for a private corporate client and uh, just finished our very lovely catered dinner. Um, in this case, we were eaten off the old buffet, which can be kind of tricky, but luckily it was all set up in place and had enough time for us to eat and chill out. So I wanted to just do kind of like a quick episode and kind of like talk about everybody's kind of path to coming here specifically, um, like doing cover music and like working and that kind of thing. So uh, Amber's already kind of told her story. If you uh, go back a couple episodes, we did an interview with uh, with her specifically. But uh, hey, Mike and Nathan, uh, how did we end up here? Here, let's see. Well, I was doing like rock cover bands on the spring break circuit. So a lot of uh, Destin, Florida, a lot of Panama City Beach, Club La Vila. You know, if you were in Club La Vila or Destin in the mid 2000s, you probably saw me play with my cover band. Uh, and then eventually that band, when that band broke up, I wanted to start a new one. So I was like, I'm going to ask Adam Johnson because he's awesome. And uh, nothing ever came of it, but... There was, there was one about us like dressing up like zombies. That was a... That was a he, I got... Give away my ideas. <laughs> no, there was a, like, I would, get, I would get a text message from Mike every couple of months with some very high level concept. Uh, always inspiring. And I was like, hey man, if you can get together, I'm, I'm game. But uh, never quite... That was that one was actually together. I just left. It was like I was ready to film the promo, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go get a master's degree. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Same thing. <laughs> nice. But yeah. So in addition to members only, I also play in a lot of tribute bands around Atlanta, and uh, yeah, other corporate things, weddings, the huge. So for a non full time musician, you probably you play more than like just the standard weekend warrior type because you have a regular job yes but you still play you know how many nights a week are you playing on average i'm playing oh, what's that? probably two nights a week so every every weekend uh, mainly i fly out i have fly gigs like three saturdays a month 
where I'm in a different city playing a corporate event. Um, or getting kidnapped. Yeah, or getting kidnapped. Well, that was Mexico. That was, you know, <laughs> that was a personal trip. <laughs> oh. That scared me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, I've been played all over last year, uh, like, what, 30 cities from, you know, Miami to San Francisco was furthest away. That was awesome. When one weekend um, we were in Chicago on uh, just having fun, and Mike was like, hey, I'll be there tomorrow. And we tried to m meet up, but our schedules didn't line up. But uh, that was kind of a fun little, you know, small world scenario. So, well, how about you, Nathan? How'd you end up here? Uh, here, uh, see, I, I took a five-year break from the music scene uh, after my original band uh, broke up. Uh, got back playing in the church met Ben through uh, the church that I am still playing at and ended up being his uh, studio drummer and he uh, was telling me about members only in this uh, you know, cover band that he was in and running sound for and just through conversations uh, we would talk about it every once in a while and uh, you know, I said hey if you guys ever need to fill in let me know and he said well uh, the current drummer just put in his two weeks notice he's moving to Nashville and I was like oh Okay, so uh, knowing what I know now about Adam, he probably called at least 20 other people before he contacted me since I was green. <laughs> Do uh, not confirm or deny that. It's, it's been about five years since I had done this. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, got the, I got the okay to do the gig. Uh, it was at uh, a local uh, venue here in Atlanta, and I've been loving it ever since. Uh, in addition to this band, uh, I also play for uh, Can't Hardly Wait, which is a 90s band, and High Class Party Band, which is a everything band. The people who listen to the show know that all of those bands are this band is the problem. <laughs> but that was a really great cross-sell. That was awesome. <laughs> that was <great. laughs> I almost let it go, but I felt like it would have been insulting to the people who actually do listen to this, uh, listen to the show. Uh, ben, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you ended up uh, working with the band? Oh, this is a good one. So I met Adam and Amber at the church we grew up in in Roswell um, a really, really long time ago. I don't even Yeah, I don't even know. Like, so they watched me grow up, and um, I watched them grow up, and... The first time I actually went and saw Adam play was at a media play. If anybody remembers what those were. Because I thought he was super cool because he was the guitar player guy. And um, he was playing with the band Stellet. Was yep. that right? It was Stellet at that point. Yeah, and I thought they were like the coolest thing in the world. Um, but I didn't think I was good enough to do anything like that. So I, I didn't really talk to him because I just didn't think I was cool enough. Turns out it's true. Um, and I was not not good at that. So long story short, um, we didn't talk for a really long time. Like, I don't know, like About a decade, years, yeah. <laughs> like a really long time. And then my sister, who is around um, Adam and Amber's age, had asked me to go to a show that they were playing at. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Turns out it was a terrible gig, terrible bar. It wasn't it was a terrible awful. show, right? Awful. The it gig was, was fine. The venue was terrible. Venue. Awful. And I was sitting back there, and at one point, I grabbed a beer with Adam, and he said, "So what do you do?" And so I told him what I did, and he was what like, "What do you do? What do you do?" Well, back then, I was an MD at a church, but I also made records for a living and ran sound. Um, but I didn't do it a whole lot. I did it every now and again, but I didn't do it all the time like I do now. 
And so basically, Adam gets a PA within, I don't know, like a month or two after that. And he posts a thing on Facebook and says, hey, does anyone know how to run this? And I said, yeah. Turns out, I realized that uh, I didn't know how to do that. We found out shortly thereafter. I was not used to the iPad, and I got real used to it real quick. Um, but now, uh, yeah, I've been a part of the band for a long time and kind of do more um, management and client stuff and program management kind of things. And it's been great. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of neat that it, my time here didn't really start four years ago. It really started, like, a really long like time 20 ago. years ago, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Amber? Oh, I thought you already deferred me to episode, what was it? 70. Oh, yeah, it was a nice round number, wasn't it? It was a round number because you guys made uh, jokes about the episode you before. Were right. That. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why fair. I remember it. That's impressive. So, media play. That's, yeah. That's a throwback. Yeah. yeah, I thought you would like the reference. I you know. Well, I it's was, almost a block. I was at a media play one time, and they were doing this contest, like, guess random musical facts, and you yeah. win a CD, and I got a Verve Pipe CD. Nice. Yes, Verve Pipe. But it, it was like the one before their big hit song, so it was like really weird. Yeah. But isn't funny. the best part of my story, though, the fact that I thought Adam was so cool that I couldn't talk to him and I went and saw his band play? I think that's the best part. I don't really... Yeah, I focused on media play. <laughs> yeah, and like really the fact that we were playing in a media play did not kind of speak to the fact right. that like, my career was going places <laughs> yeah. in original music at that point. <laughs> yeah, for real. So, Nathan, you have a... You, do you have a music degree? I do, yes. So you have a music degree from Belmont University, is that correct? Fancy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mike, do you have any musical proper training? Um, private lessons with some very, very high caliber people. And I was in the Cobb Symphony Orchestra for a while. Ooh, um, yeah, when I was at Kansas State University. So other than that, no. I'm not it's really kind of like, what have I been that. doing with my life? I'm not really surprised by that comment. I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised. We played the Super Bowl in 2000. What? That's Listen, right. At the Georgia Dome. My kale is like uh, probably one of the most... Interesting, interesting individuals, yeah. but you wouldn't know it until you start asking questions. And then he's like, "Oh yeah," and you're like, "Oh, I have no you idea." You go see him play, and you want him to be in your band at all times. So, what is your favorite thing about playing in this band specifically? What about it is unique from other uh, groups that you've played with or currently play with? Is that an open question? Yeah. Okay. I make money. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's important. A good, that's a good idea. I like that. To me, it's fun. Nice energy on stage, good music. Uh, you know, it's all 80s, which I don't have to think about any other genres, which is nice. Um, but yeah, it's just fun. That's all I care about, really, it's fun. M money is secondary. Yeah, but money's nice. Oh, yeah. Well, for <laughs> me, it really uh, challenged me to learn a whole new genre that I really hadn't done before. And I was big into hard rock uh, and country, which are you know, kind of two completely different genres. but. Uh, doing doing this band has really forced me to uh, you know hone in on playing and learning parts that you know drum machines and and electronic stuff you know that's all that was back in the eighties. So, well, uh, what is one thing about playing in this band specifically that you don't like? Oh, I've got one. I just yeah, I just poured another glass of uh, my drink in in anticipation of, of this one. So. <laughs> I'll go. I I really dislike the band helper app. I just it's not intuitive <laughs> to could go on get for hours. To. And like it says, I have like thirty eight uh, <laughs> notifications. Yeah, the notifications thing is really annoying. Thank you. Yeah, 
agreed. With but that. yeah, that's that's my gripe. Band helper app. Everything else about it is is very good, but I agree the um, the amount of notifications is just well, and excessive. you can't seem to clear them. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a long conversation with Mike. He's like, <laughs> I hate band helper app. Let me count the ways. <laughs> I agree with your hate there on that one, for sure. I mean, it's you know, it has the genesis to be something great. Yeah, it's, just, it's not there yet. Yeah, oh, I I was trying to keep it down. No, go for it. No, go for it. Okay, so I think uh, I don't actually like being band mom. No. Yeah. And uh, I think the other thing is is that um, load in. Real, real downer. Yeah, this uh, this event, we're playing in a ballroom and had to go uh, through the bowels of this establishment in order to get to it. It makes you not want to stay at a hotel. A hundred percent. That is actually what I, it, it, the thing that I've learned is that sometimes you don't want to see mm-hmm. how the fancy hotel works. works. The nicest hotel in Atlanta is the literal worst place to play because it has the worst load in and the so worst. So where was it? But we played at one place that had... That was, where, was it the I, Intercontinental, International, mm-hmm. Intercontinental? Intercontinental. Well, they had just redone everything, but the downstairs looked as good as the... Yeah. So the Intercontinental, yeah. like, the for them, they're one of those, like, the experience starts in the parking lot kind of people that even, like, the vendors get treated well. That was by far the best hotel experience we've ever had. Um, not this. This was bad. We had a really fun time talking with the beer guy as he was del- making his delivery. And we you were all meet. hoping we weren't going to get stuck on the elevator. I'm yeah. cool with security. Yeah, well, that's important. Security and I were tight, so. So yeah, I mean, there's it's it's all the vendor management going into these things is always challenging. The thing I don't like about uh, doing the band thing is most of the things that Ben gets to do instead. Gets to do. <laughs> yeah. He's like, when I wake up in the morning, the only thing I want to do is what I do. I also hate that I haven't quite gotten the HX stomp to sound as good as the Helix, and then I plug everything into my Helix and it sounds amazing. Um, I have bad news, guys. I, I plugged in the uh, the Roland guitar into the full rig, and I really, really like it. And I I really wanted to not like it, it's but an ugly guitar. I wanted to hate on it so bad, and I can't. It sounds just thick as a brick. It looks weird. It does look weird. That was kind of the point. But not in like a good weird. But Adam buys guitars that look. Bad. Might I remind everybody that we're married? So he's like, I'm going to buy this guitar. And I'm like, okay. And then he's like, ta-da! And I was like, what is is that? What's that? No innuendo there. What's what's that there? It's got Mm. extra parts. It It does does have extra parts. It's got lots of extra doodads. Very confusing. It's got like that hunter green, too. Like, I don't know. It's it's tarnished. Yeah, well, it's... (laughs) It's what happens when they put nitrocellulose lacquer on something and it ages. It turns call like yellow or green. Yeah. Yeah. But to be Stolian. fair, okay. from a signal and sonic standpoint, it sounds pretty darn good. So here, here's one of my pet peeves. Okay. Ready? Yep. So the guitars that you do buy, mm-hmm. you don't have a corresponding guitar stand for them. You have two now that we don't have a stand for. Yep. And I'm just going... These are going to get kicked over. They're not going to sit in the stands that we have. Yeah, so the two guitars that I'm playing on this gig are the Steinberger and this Roland guitar, and neither of them fit in, like, a standard, like, sit-up, telly-style, like, guitar stand. Um, the As far as I can tell, the Steinberger doesn't fit in any stand. 
That's right. Um, at all. We haven't found one So yet. they're currently, both of them are laying behind a Rubik's Cube on our stage right now. That's like very safe. shelf that we yeah. have to make them install on our rider for every very show. Safe. Something. I mean, I don't know. You know? Yeah, but it just, it feels like there's a lot going on there. I mean, that's that's a fair, th these, this is all fair feedback that I take, internalize, and then, you know. See, that wasn't so bad. No, it, it, it wasn't. Uh, the other fun thing about this gig is that because uh, our writer kind of interfered with whatever the rules the hotel had, uh, they had to like sneak everything in, in like suitcases and like we have to hide everything underneath like tables and stuff. So I would like to know how often from all your podcast listeners yeah. and your Facebook group, yeah. I would like to know, though I'm not going to personally get on there and ask, but I would like to know how many other weird like, how do you get your writer achieved in an incognito fashion? Yeah. I am currently staring at what looks like a body bag yeah. on wheels and uh, a nice little carry-on. Yeah. And that's a, what brought the writer into us. I had a cooler for one of my shows that was brought in. It said catering on it. Hilarious. And it was brought in. It was three bottles of champagne for three days. Hey, man. As long as it says catering, right? You can't right. go wrong. Oh, we didn't explain that. I don't think I've ever explained it on the show. We have uh, champagne on our rider because uh, there are two people in our band that are gluten intolerant. So uh, for the people who can't drink beer, we get champagne. And it sounds really extravagant, but the fact of the matter is is that you can get a glass, a bottle of bubbly for like 10 to 12 bucks. And uh, it's, you know, it gets the job done just the same way as anything else does so side note that's actually how i got into champagne i liked champagne you're welcome but i started drinking champagne with amber at shows and it became kind of a show tradition and now it's in my writer when i'm not here it's fine. and so now it's like yeah i always have champagne and yeah i can credit that to uh amber so you know there's several people in my life who can say that they can credit their newfound love for champagne to me doesn't mean I'm bougie. It just means, you know, I appreciate the finer things in life. I get, I get called out for being bougie with back that. You know what? Eh. Nowadays, I just wear it like a banner. Just I, say, I don't care. Yes, I want champagne next to my console. Thank you very much. Bring the champs. What's your next question? Let's see here. Um, <clears throat> we've got some cool stuff coming up in the future. Uh, got some cool shows and stuff. What is there? Is there anything particular... Um, that this band has not done yet that you would like to do, like future goals, things that you, th you think would be cool or things that we, would, we should try? Go, Nathan. I would like to do a, a either a three-day run or a one-week run of a little, little mini-tour or a residency at a, at a venue, whether it's on the coast or somewhere where we, we're kind of the home band for, for three days. For a period of time. Be yeah. cool. Yeah, that's neat kind of lines up with I'd, I'd like to do that yeah. some kind of lineup a bunch of like municipal events or something yeah. and yeah that'd be fun uh, we're, we're going back to my old stomping grounds this summer yeah <laughs> is, it, is it AJ's yeah I think we're going we're, we're still waiting on the contract to get sorted out and the, I think the pricing is we're not quite there we're there's a little back and forth and now it's back and we haven't gotten the fourth part yet uh, shocker so, yeah yeah but that's always fun going back down to Dustin great beaches uh, great people down there. A lot what, of friends. What's that place that has the Senate bean soup that your dad loves? McGuire's. McGuire's. Oh, yeah. And don't they have that thing called... It's like The a, Irish Wake. This weird green color. Yeah, the Irish Wake. It's like a $14, like, mason jar full of green goo. But you get a commemorative... But, but you get to keep it. 
You get to keep the jar, you guys. It's very exciting. What's the goo? It's just, it's it's like, it's hooch. It's it's some cocktail. So you can get Senate bean soup for what? Five cents. Five cents. It's delicious. It's very good. And, then and there's also, like dollar bills hanging from the ceiling. It's got to be places. a fire hazard. Oh, anyway, I digress. So, what spring break stomping grounds. Yeah. Okay. I think for me, I would like to get to the point where we're on more um, like vendor lists for different places. Um, recently, we got we got added to one that was a a big production firm in town, and I'm pretty happy about. It, so I'm ready ready to see those. Uh, requests and contracts come through me too um, not just for the moolah because we all want to eat and this is a great place to do it with but i want to be able to share some of the venues that i get to go to on a daily basis with everybody else and that become our standard yeah um i think that would be pretty awesome well the thing that i i appreciate about all you guys is that you know even those of you who are busy and doing other gigs like you do come and you bring um, a unique enthusiasm and buy-in to this project. Uh, this is a great opportunity for me to just tell you guys I appreciate you uh, a great deal. Um, I literally could not do this without you. Uh, it, it takes, yeah, it takes it takes a village and um, pour more champagne. <laughs> this is probably the best village we've had. Yes, okay. and um, yeah. I, I'm like I like this lineup. Um, and even Daniel, who is not here, um, we do have a guitar player who is not joining us uh, based on price point. He's kind of like he's, he's like the full time. Yeah. Thing. Well, not only that, but he's he's the he's the premium package. He's the platinum. He's <laughs> yeah. the platinum add on. He's also really freaking good. So yes. yep. it totally applies to the platinum package. Yeah. So for some of these where it's a little a uh, little more affordable, I uh, I end up you know picking up a slack for better or worse. Yeah, don't um, suck, by the way. Yeah, well, I'm playing a guitar strung with 11s tonight, so we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Lots of unique, fun challenges. But um, we got to take a little bit of time to get dressed before the set starts, but I figured that this would be an interesting uh, spin on um, an episode for you guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you didn't enjoy it, you should email us, coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. No, they loved it. They they don't have to love everything we do. I don't know. I they, feel but they will. But we're on it. It's not just you and and your buddy there. Yeah, I mean, I think Dan's going to do something similar to this. This is like a mini. I think we're doing two mini sodes this week. I, there, what what can't you love here? There's hey champagne. Dan. There's 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 real plates. Yeah, we, we could. We were thinking about doing it during dinner where you could hear all the. But there's yeah, I anyway. mean. They're gonna love it. I'm sure. I'm sure you're absolutely right. <laughs> Any feedback, welcome. Uh, Coverbandconfidential at gmail.com or hit us up in the Facebook group or at the all new coverbandconfidential.com. Uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in from Atlanta, Georgia. I am Adam Johnson. I am Amber Lee. I am Nathan Weaver. I am Mike Hale. I am Ben Ivy. And you have been listening to the Coverband Confidential podcast. Have a fantastic week. Bye.